Hello. Hi, everybody. This is Sarah Westcott. This is Katie Willie. And this is To Be Read. The podcast where we talk about books and the cocktails that go with them. Yes. And it's been a while, so I'm I'm actually surprised that that went as smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be the first time we've actually really done it smoothly without, without like, a any fuck issues. up at all. Yeah. 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 And how many episodes of this have we done? That's kind of ridiculous. A lot. Yeah. A it, lot more than I thought we would have done, actually. Me too. Me Which too. is awesome. We're still going strong without any listeners. <laughs> we, we listen to ourselves. We enjoy. We got it. like five. Yeah. Hi yeah. guys. How Thanks. fucking how fucking narcissistic of us that we're just like yeah we do this we so we listen. can listen to ourselves and I think it's fun. But you know what's weird though is when I listen back to it, I I almost get enjoyment about the fact that I know what we're gonna say next. Yeah, and it's stupid yeah. because it's well, us fucking talking. <laughs> I get more enjoyment out of the fact that like I I'm like sometimes I'm surprised by what we're talking about and I'm almost like. I don't remember that. That's when the cocktails are delicious. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I'm like, oh, man, that cocktail must have hit me a little bit harder than I thought because... I do not remember this conversation <laughs> at all. And sometimes I know we'll I'll text um I'll text producer Chris and be like, I can't remember if we talked about this and I'm really worried that we didn't talk about this. And he's, and he's like, like You yeah, did <laughs> in detail. And I'm like, All right, just making Good. sure. <laughs> Obviously we thought we wanted to so bad that we actually did. Go figure. Exactly. Um, so Katie, you just went on a big vacation. I so, did. I yeah. did. I um, we had a blast. We drove. We flew to Vegas and then drove out immediately. We drove up through Utah. We went to Bryce Canyon. Then we went to Lake Powell. Mm-hmm. And we drove to Grand Canyon. And then we went to Hoover Dam. And then yeah. we went back to Vegas for literally a hot minute. And it was hot as fuck. Yeah. And we were literally there from like 4 p.m. one night to 7 in the morning the next day and did nothing fun. I mean. Nothing adult fun. Yeah. Well, you can't really you can't really enjoy Vegas like no. you're supposed to with kids no. in tow. It's no, not, not possible. At all. Not yeah. at all. I actually put zero dollars in any kind of gambling, which is really freaking weird because I would have I, I asked Luke for twenty dollars just because he always has the cash. Yeah. And I was like, I just want it in my pocket. He's like, for what? And I go, just in case I walk by a machine and I'm like, I need to put it in there. And you legitimately and I didn't. might like walking right. through Vegas. Right. Like there's just stuff everywhere. Right. I freaking I love Vegas. Like we have fun every time we go and it's a blast. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went um drove down to Anaheim and went right to the beach. And we had a weird ass so I've I've had a multiple times in the last, I'm going to say three months or so, where it's been like just really, really fucking coincidental shit happened. So um, we went to the ocean. We literally booked part of Sunday was specifically to drive from Vegas to the ocean to just go in the ocean so my kids could say that they've been in the Pacific Aww, Ocean. Yeah. And then we were going to stay at Disneyland that day. So we they didn't know about it. Yeah. So it was just, we're going to go to the ocean and then we're going to go to a fun hotel. We're going to go to a fun hotel. Yeah. And we pull into the parking lot at the beach. Um, which, how do you pick a beach? Because, so you Google yeah. best beaches and I randomly picked one. Right. And, uh, close to Anaheim. Cause that's where we were going to be. And as we park, Luke goes, no shit. And I'm like, what? He's like, look at this. And he flips his phone around his Microsoft account. I'm assuming his phone is also smart enough to realize exactly where we were. And of that's course. why it sent it. <clears throat> but, um, that exact day, However many years ago, I don't remember if it was 11 or 12, um, we were at the ocean in Venice Beach. It's the only other time I've been in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. And it was when we went in Venice Beach, it was only because we were at a wedding in California. And we had like a I half a- I remember you going out there. Yeah. Yeah. A half a day to kill- from Simi Valley to the airport, and we stopped at Venice Beach to hop in the ocean real quick. That's and so it was funny. like, are you kidding me? It's exactly the same day, however yeah. many years ago it was. Yeah. It just, 
was freaking weird. That is a weird, weird. coincidental thing. That's like because we didn't it, it we, no whatever. Yeah, yeah, no planning to. It just that's funny. That's really I mean, funny. we planned to go to the ocean, but we didn't think. Oh, maybe it's the same day or yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we drove up to we stayed at Disneyland for two nights and went to Disney for one day, which is so weird. Have you been to Disneyland? No, but Aiden and John were just there a couple okay. months ago. It's like the same as Disney World, yeah. but different. But right. the it's same, smaller. but different. It's smaller, right? There's, I think there's more rides, actually. But there's oh. only two parks, so I think that we only went to one. But, like, the actual park itself is smaller. So to walk from one side to the other right. is so much faster. Right. Uh, but it's weird because, like, you go on the Jungle Cruise, and it's the Jungle Cruise, but it's not the Jungle Cruise. Right. It's just the... California Jungle Cruise. Well, and, and you've been to Disney so many times that you probably yeah. know everything like the back of your hand. So. Right, right. But it's like Big Thunder Mountain is, I thought, was way better in California. Oh, okay. And that's one of my favorite ones. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was cool. I liked it, but I'm glad it, that, that then there was way too many people. And it being smaller, it just felt like there was that many was more people. And I'm yeah. like, can we go back to COVID Disney when it was like 50%, <laughs> please? COVID Disney. Yeah. Yay. And then we... um drove up to Sequoia the following day. And so the one thing that I really, I have two things that I have as takeaways from vacation. First of all, it was freaking awesome. My kids did great and we spent a whole shit ton of time together. And at very seldom points did I get annoyed with them, which was really cool. That's not the thing I want to take away. We built this Hoover Dam, which is really freaking cool. We take electricity from it, but Mm -hmm. it basically made it so that people can live in the desert and they can grow shit and live in the desert. And now there's a drought and it's like, uh, we fucking did it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So why the fuck? It just, it hurts me that Vegas and Los Angeles and those surrounding areas are still expanding. There's still more people being, living there. And it's like, what are we, what are we doing? Like the environmental side of me is, it just kills me because like flying into Vegas you would expect to see solar panels on all of the houses because why wouldn't you? Right, and exactly. One percent of houses maybe yeah. have solar panels. Yeah, that would be the easiest thing. Whatever. The stuff out of like um, Lake Mead is like really like giving me like ap- apocalypse vibes. Like with Lake Mead, how much yeah. it's receding and yeah. stuff. And, so and I have disappearing. The pictures from the backside of the Hoover Dam where it's like yeah. it's barely <laughs> there at all. Yeah, yeah. And I was John and I were just there. A little over a year ago, we went last April and like, I, I mean, it it was, you know, you could tell that like the effects of it, whatever, but like, it's probably not as bad as it is now. And now like they're finding fucking bodies left. Yeah, they are. You know, like like, dead bodies. I want to know all of the stories about all of the bodies. Most, from what I understand, most of them are probably like mafia. Casino. Yeah. 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 So, which makes sense because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's Las Vegas Mm -hmm. and um, it's a good place to hide bodies, I guess, that are like, it's You could throw it in in the desert and it would just literally shrivel up and go away. Right. Right. Either that or you could like dig a hole in the desert and like, you know, whatever. I'm, I would guarantee there's lots of bodies. (laughs) Of course, I think about, about literally everywhere driving through the middle of nowhere. I'm like, that's a good place. That's a good place. That's a good place. You would think we're psychopaths. We're not. I mean, we just like, are we're interested in that stuff. There's more dead bodies than there. Yeah. And then the other takeaway I have to say, sorry. Um, in Disneyland, I had a time where I really wanted to vomit because Luke came out of the bathroom with the boys and he said to the boys, did you guys hear that? And I looked at him and he's just, and they both said no. And I was like, what? And he goes, oh, just some tough guy beating his kid up in the bathroom. And I was like, what? And he's like, he's just smacking him. 
just smacking him around, saying really, really nasty things that he shouldn't be saying. And he's yeah. like, and the kid's probably barely older than Eric. And that, like, I I was going to vomit. Yeah. Like, I was literally... And he said that the kid walking into the bathroom was basically said, I don't want to do this here. And I was like on the verge of tears like I'm going to. And I've thought about it so many times. So really what I want to say is if you are a piece of shit that feels like you need to kick your kid's ass in Disneyland, go fuck yourself because you're the worst piece of shit on the planet. In my opinion, if you are a person who feels the need to kick the shit out of your child anywhere Ever. you shouldn't be a you shouldn't be a parent you Agreed. shouldn't have you shouldn't have created agree and you should probably be castrated i yes that's that's just I, my opinion on that i matter. just I, I and i like i just kept looking at the bathroom and looking at the bathroom because i wanted i wanted him to come out and i wanted but i saw multiple cast members going into the bathroom yeah um i i, I we were in line for food i was in line for food and they came to me so i whatever food was kind of important at that point in time for me. that's really upsetting <laughs> but like, i would i woke up multiple times for the rest of the vacation just yeah. like i would i think i would stomach. do I, that would be the same I, to me too just, and like that's upsetting because like you're in the happiest place on earth you right. know and like i i don't understand that i don't understand it coming from like in in even like you know in your own home whatever right. but like I hopefully, you know, a cast member said something. It's just, it bums me out, especially that your kids were there. And like, if they just, did see it, maybe they didn't want to say, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I don't know. Just, I don't Just the concept of, it, plus the whole cycle of abuse and now that kid's probably going to grow up and do yeah. the same thing to his kids. And yeah. he's never going to want to go to Disneyland again. Like, right. uh, just, uh Yeah. I hate people. People suck. <laughs> they really do. They really do. I want that guy's dead body in yeah. like me, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Seriously, um... like Jesus. Maybe the cast members will throw his fucking body in Lake Mead or Lake Tahoe, wherever, yeah. anywhere. Any of them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was, it was hard. Well, well, switching, hard, switching gears, hard, a hard turn. Hard, I, yeah. I just like, I wanted to talk about some of the books that I've been reading. Like, Please do. Over, um, so this extended period of time. It's that been we, so it's long. It's been a while. It's been a while. We took a little mini break because Katie went on her vacation. Mm-hmm. She was traveling a couple weeks. So, um, I think we, we did a, uh, we did an episode right before you left, I think. Um, and, uh, so I've had a little time to like read, read some other stuff. books and like, so I just kind of wanted to like go into some of that currently, um, I am reading this book called the bone shard daughter and that is by, I think it's, mm, hang on, let me just find that really quick. The bone shard daughter by Andrea Stewart. Um, it's right up my alley. It's a fantasy mad, like magic stuff going on. I think it's a duology. So there'll, there's a second book, pretty sure the series is done. So like right after I can, you know, pick it up. Um, it's good. It's certainly not my favorite fantasy series that i've read but i'm reading it and i'm enjoying it so um whatever that's something um i read um we read the hotel nantucket for book club Club, which yeah it was enjoyable i mean it wasn't that's not really the kind of book that i gravitate towards right if i want a beachy read i want it to be not actually physically at a Beach. Right, right, right. <laughs> that I can't afford yes. to be at. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know. And that being that being said, like book like book club to me is about 
reading stuff that I that wouldn't, I wouldn't normally, normally exactly and choose myself. So yep. like, and while I was reading it, like I wasn't bored. I, I read it. Nope. I enjoyed it. Whatever. Um, what else did I read? Hold on. Let me just pull. I'm pulling up my Goodreads here so I can so I can see what I what I read recently. Um, why isn't it showing? I don't like that. Cut this part. <laughs> Um, what else did I read? So I did, I finished, I don't remember if I told you, I finished The Girl in Cabin 13 by A.J. Rivers. You didn't have, no. I finished that. That was one of the, um, mystery. Yes. Yes. And that's a series one. Like, um, she's an FBI agent and like, so she's part of a series. So I'm trying to find the second book in that series. I think it's. It's quite extensive. Like, is it there's the girl in several fourteen. No, it's not. I think it's called the Vanishing Girl or something like okay. that. Um, I finished the Paris Apartment. I don't remember if I yes. told you that. Okay, that was good you as liked well. It? I did like that. Um, and I'm also currently reading because I'm crazy. So I'm at the same time I'm reading the Bone Shard Daughter. I'm also, um kind of here and there reading Fire and Blood by George R. R. Martin. Okay. And Fire and Blood is the history of the Targaryens in the is Game of Thrones world. Is this what House of the... Dragons is based on? It is, okay. and that's why I'm reading it, because, like, I went to Target one day, and I was just kind of walking around with my daughter and her friend and my friend, and we're in the book section, and I'm just like, oh, here's Fire and Blood, you know, shit, like, House of the Dragon is about to start up. I'm going to pick this up. So I picked it up, thinking that it was just going to be, like, a dry, like, it's kind of, like, textbooky. Like, it's just basically a history of the Targaryen family. And, um, but, like, the stories in it are really enjoyable and fun to read. And, like, I'm loving it. So, like, I'm super... It's, like, 800, 900-page book, and I'm only, like, 100-something pages into it. But it's fun because I just, you know, I'm reading something else, and I'll just pick it up and, like, read a chapter or something and get more history and then put it down. But, obviously, I'm re- I'm watching House of the Dragon along with it, and I fucking love it. Is it following it? So, <clears throat> so, from what I understand... Fire and Blood is kind of like unreliable narrator stuff. Like a bunch of people got together and gave the history of the Targaryens, but House of the Dragon is the definitive version Actual of what happened. What like, happened. yes. Okay. Yeah. So they're taking obviously stuff from Fire and Blood and saying, you know, yeah, this is what you've heard. And like, it's basically like two truths and a lie. But, you know but, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this yeah. is how it actually happened from the real. Yes, okay. exactly. Exactly. So yes, it does follow that. The story is obviously the same. It's just like, we're, we're going to give you the definitive not like several people's version of it. Opinionated is, yeah. side. This is okay. the Targaryen's version of it. What okay. actually happened? And um, if you haven't watched it yet, you watched Game of Thrones. I did. It's awesome. I need HBO to it watch is, it. So. <sighs> Shit, I'll give you my fucking login. It's <laughs> so good. Is like that, it is. I was. How many, do you know how many episodes it's gonna be? I think it's gonna. Typically, the Game of Thrones was ten. I think so. My guess is it's gonna be ten as well. Okay. Is it um, only gonna be one season? No, they've already they've already renewed it for a second season. Okay. Um. So I'm very excited to see where it goes. It's like on Sunday. It's I when Game of Thrones was on. Like the feeling of Sunday was like, oh my god, Game of Thrones is on tonight. I cannot wait. Like for ten weeks out of the year, I'm so excited on Sunday. <laughs> cannot wait till nine o'clock on Sunday, which is absolutely fucking bizarre to say. But um, it's funny to have that feeling back after three years, like, mm-hmm. of it not being around. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, my God, it's 9 o'clock on Sunday. I can't wait to watch House of the Dragon. Well, with so. a, a, in addition to that, all of the vast majority of the TV that people are watching, it's 
either sports or it's streaming TV. Yes. So you don't have to wait until yes. you get to something yes. like this. And so that yes. that having that anticipation. Back, I it's it's funny because I was thinking the same thing. Like you can there's so many ways that you can binge shows now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure. I love I love being able to binge a show. But there's something about anticipating what's coming yep. next and getting stuck on a cliffhanger one week and having to wait. Yeah, because it also allows you to have conversations with people about yes. what do you think is going to happen? Yes, well, exactly. I really like this. Well, I hated that part instead yes. of getting all the way through it and being like, oh, I don't even remember that. Yeah, that was yeah. minuscule part of one episode. Yes. And I listen to like no fewer than four podcasts That's about it. I am psychotic. <laughs> I want to know every single thing, like deep dive stuff, like surface level stuff. I just I love it. I am obsessed with it. And I'm so far behind on so many podcasts. <laughs> this. But I'm like, you know what? It's only 10 weeks. Yeah. And then I'll go back to my regular scheduled programming. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I think that should do it for our preamble, Katie. So <laughs> before we before we get into Hyde, um, we two episodes or three, I think two episodes ago, um, we did Anthony Tony's book. Yes, and he sent us right. Yes, um, a follow up email after. So he was only on the episode for a little bit with us talking yes. about it, and then we had a, a whole normal discussion after that. Um, and he sent us an email. It's one of our first. I believe it is our first non-spam email (laughs) to our email. Um, That's to be read podcast at at gmail.com. And this is what he said. And I thought I I asked him if we could read it. And he said, absolutely. So that was my email back to him. I'm not going to read that part. (laughs) (laughs) He said, Sarah and Katie, first, thanks again for reading and reviewing my book. Sorry, my mic was so crappy. The storm was giving me connection issues. Second, I obviously listened to the end. That's why I know the email. Third, I really enjoyed your discussion about the various elements of interest and frustration in The Devil Long Caged. I figured I would help you out and give some insight to the author's mind about that which you pondered. That would be his mind, obviously. <laughs> as soon as you said Ray Bradbury, I knew you were going to say Fahrenheit 451, but I think I fucked it up when I said it and I said something really You did. Weird. Yeah. You said Fahrenheit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it is the only one I read as well. I feel like I need to read The Illustrated Man because I like trippy stuff like that, but Something Wicked This Way Comes is on my list. Side note, I did get that from the library. Oh, it's nice. on my counter and I was flipping through a magazine, like a catalog that I got and yeah. it was Halloween stuff and there was a doormat that said Something Wicked This Way Comes yeah. and it's right next to it. So That's that one's funny. next. Yeah, <laughs> that is next my next book. Um, it is funny that you talk about Jordan Peele because something he said inspires how I direct my writing. He was talking about power and fame and he said, I don't see myself casting a white dude as my lead or something to that effect. He said, I've seen that movie. I feel the similar about my writing. I am writing something else, not with the representation of strong characters of all backgrounds, but with storytelling in general. You see the same character arcs and same development using the seven story archetypes in everything you read and watch. Whenever I see something that is different but impressive, I gravitate toward it. I want to make my own parameters. I'm creating my worlds with my lens and at times my eraser. The glimpse of Charlie being the killer, that was such a struggle for me. The most difficult thing for me as a writer is when to insert the reveal. I truly struggled with how to... How do I lead the reader and bounce between his two worlds without divulging or hinting at his culpability in the murders? That had me on pause for at least two months. Your anger with the police and their seeming ineptitude. I was attempting to humanize them and show real police who aren't solving crimes and wrapping them up in 40 minutes like every crime drama. I love that you were mad at them for not being flawless at their job. People, Police do get this mystique that surrounds them, but they somehow will leave the academy and be infallible at their jobs and social media videos have shown otherwise. 
<sighs> I have to breathe. You'll note an homage to J.G. Salinger in my work as he often created adults who didn't have their shit together, but children who were incredibly perceptive and astute. Mm -hmm. I originally had a different ending. In that ending, Grandma Isabella dies. I really wanted to have that push Raina over the edge. However, once I decided that I wanted to reuse her, it would be too similar to Alex Cross's story. Tony, I am so glad you did not kill her. I think I mentioned that in our podcast. Mm -hmm. Very happy she's yes. still alive. Otherwise, I am a huge She's fair game for other, yes. uh, other books, yes. though. <laughs> Otherwise, I am a huge fan of killing characters that other authors may develop attachments to. I honestly think it had developed from the death of Optimus Prime in the original animated Transformers <laughs> movie. He was the guy, the main character, and they made the story go on without him. Somehow, maybe it was because we were kids, but I feel like that made the viewers more invested in the story. Killing the main character is unthinkable to so many people, which is also what they do Game in Game of Thrones, Thrones all the time. Can, yeah, I was just going to say, let's, yep. let's bring that right back to Ned yep. Stark. And, yep. <laughs> Prentice Troy and Raina hooking up. I don't know about eating genitalia, but maybe I could find a way to give her a love interest. Please do. Spoiler, but I played with the idea of having her join the FBI and become his partner in a few books. There's plenty of room to build sexual tension and force constraint in that relationship. The two of you will probably be cursing me. We would enjoy it. I love sexual like tension. Like yes. I don't as care. As long takes... as there's a release yes, at some there's point. Be. Yes, there's gotta be. Even if it's like a pissed off ends up killing you release, that's a release. Mm -hmm. Counts. Lastly, I would be I would absolutely consider making you both characters in my book. I think that is a huge compliment to allow me to use your personage in my work and trust that it won't be awful. I promise I will take some creative license, but I will include genuine traits as well. My next book, Cold Blue World, has a character that is based on someone who asked to be in the book. Thanks again, Tony. I love that. And I was so happy when he said that. And then he also, in the follow-up to me asking if we could use it, he said you should encourage listeners who have read the next book on your list to give feedback via email and add it as a segment. Maybe have a few preset questions and ask for email responses you can pick two at random to read that might get better real email to space spam we've ratio tried. we're trying so to anybody who has read hide by kirsten white nope because we're already doing that a book so yeah. what's our next one our next one is the witcher the, no reading next list. One is the reading, reading list, list. yeah so we're doing the reading list by somebody yes can't tell you right now because but I we want remember. your emails <laughs> with your questions and your comments about that and tony thank you so much for uh sending us your follow-up email about all of our questions the discussion that we had on your yes, book appreciate it it was uh, a wonderful email to read it yes. we enjoyed it so i am thirsty so i think it is time we get to the prologue because i think so too. this ice is starting to dilute the drink let's do it the prologue. okay <laughs> Well, Katie, <laughs> so uh, this week, again, we read Hide by Kirsten White. Um, I'm going to give my few little things and then we'll talk about our cocktail because I know we're both very yes, thirsty. But I'm going to also um, do the reader rundown. Yes, exactly. Okay, so um, the publication date for this one is very recent. This just came out uh, May 24th, 2022. Um, it's Kirsten White's adult debut. She has a couple of series um, that I believe they're like... Um, uh, young adult trilogy kind of things and typically they're they're like it sounded to me like they're very Bram Stokery stuff like Dracula okay. kind of things um, I also wanted to share a quick thing I went on her website today and I thought this was really funny her her website's very quirky like she has FAQs and like she answers them in kind of like snarky but fun kind of way perfect so, I love it yes so <laughs> please um, read to me so I, I looked up Hyde on her website and and a frequently asked question to her is is Hyde a standalone novel 
Um, and she said, everything is a standalone until it isn't. But what happens after? Shh, don't worry about it. Here, have some complimentary theme park tickets. Have you ever heard of the amazement park? It's hungry for new visitors. <laughs> so I thought that was cute and wanted to share that. I love it. And um, that is it. So why don't you give us our reader rundown? Okay. So a high stakes hide and seek competition turns deadly in the dark supernatural thriller from New York Times bestselling author Kirsten White. The challenge, spend a week hiding in an abandoned amusement park and don't get caught. The prize, enough money to change everything. Even though everyone is desperate to win, to seize a dream future or escape a haunting past, Mac is sure she can beat her competitors. All she has to do is hide and she's an expert at that. It's the reason she's alive and her family isn't. But as the people around her begin disappearing one by one, Mac realizes that this competition is even more sinister than she imagined, and that together might be the only way to survive. Fourteen competitors, seven days, everywhere to hide but nowhere to run. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Oh, that's so eerie. <laughs> that's a very eerie. Um, all right. Let's... So what are we drinking, Sarah? Wow. You found our cocktail I this time. A- I found our cocktail because I was like, oh, okay, so... Obviously, we're going to give away something here a little bit, but I our, our cocktail is called Sacrifice. We give away shit every time I we know, have these podcast know, episodes. I know, but I was like, oh, um, right in the beginning, I got to yeah. give it away. Um, and I'm not very good with the the stuff, but it's an orange juice, lemon lemon juice, Cointreau, I said it right, um, tequila, and what else is Simple in it? Simple syrup. syrup is in it. And, and I, bitters. And bitters, yes. Um, let's... It smells exactly like, like a, a margarita. like a margarita, yep. because of the tequila, uh-huh. I assume. But the taste is acceptable. It tastes like a margarita to it me. It Tastes like a bitter margarita. It does absolutely. It's good though. A little or- a little orangier than mm-hmm. lime, obviously, but it's good and it's gonna get me good and drunk. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine with it. <laughs> mm. So uh, let's go to our story. The story. Um, so Katie, we read this book forever ago. (laughs) It seems so long ago because we had planned to get together before I went away. Before you went away. And then it was just too much. It didn't work out. There was too much going on. And um, so we we skipped a week and here I went on vacation. You went on vacation. Like my mind is is wiped out. Yeah. So I'm gonna tell you right now that you're gonna be driving a lot of this conversation because A, I have this on my Kindle, and I bookmarked pages, and (laughs) fucking real stupidly did not, like, (laughs) write down why I bookmarked them. And, I mean, there's notes on my page here, but I have no idea what some of them mean. Hopefully, they'll they'll give me uh, some, you know, something to say, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how embarrassing that I feel so unprepared for my no, own podcast. It's tonight. totally fine because I so I I remember finishing this book and wanting to immediately discuss it yes. with you because even reading through the whole thing, I was seeing it at face value. And Kirsten White has an entire underlying thing underneath it. I know. It I can't and... wait to talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. So I finished it and was like, "Holy fuck! Yeah. I need to talk about this." Yes. Um. So I'll get to that. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, the, the, the the only way I got that was the dedication page. I saw that and I was like, wow, I'm wait, fucking wait, stupid. The dedication? the dedication, I think, is in the back of the book this time. It's the, or unless it's not. Yep. Okay. Yep. Mine was in the back yep. of the book. Yeah. yeah. So I read that and I was like, holy fuck. So for me, I didn't see the dedication until I okay. finished the book. Okay. Because I didn't have a physical copy. Yep. It was, I have it on my Kindle. So that's kind of 
cool. Like, I feel like I probably would have read it in a different way if I had seen it first. What sentence first in the physical? In book, the physical why book. don't we talk okay. about it? So I will read it because apparently I'm just doing a lot of reading this episode. <laughs> to the youngest generations, we've tasked with saving us all. You shouldn't have to. I am so sorry. Yes. Which I read it. I always read, obviously, read the dedication on my way through. But it, of course, it doesn't just, strike you until yeah. you read the book. Yeah. Yep. That's why I think it hit me so much harder because, because you got I that read it afterwards. Yep. And like having read the book, it's like, holy fuck. Like, yeah. I didn't realize that her entire book is basically an allegory and yes. metaphor for what what the older generations have left us in this yep. world. Um, but let's let's talk about this okay. book because it was great. I loved it. So I very much enjoyed it. Until I got to the point, so I uh, usually we go in order. So let me go. So my first bookmark, she had a lot of very well-written phrases that I enjoyed a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, right on page seven, um, Mac is talking to the woman who is in charge of the, the shelter where she stays, where they're basically complete and utter assholes, where if you walk yes. away, we're going to take a shit and you don't get a bed unless you're still here. I think that that's pretty common, actually, is it in really? real life. I really do. I think if you're not willing to be there, then you're, you're n- fucked. You're fucked. If, Good. Yes. That makes yeah. sense. Um, so she says, about me, Mac thinks. Who told you about me? But the woman's confusion can't be feigned, can it? If she can paint on a face, can she paint on emotions, too? And I just am picturing all of the, like, middle-aged women that put on way too much makeup and it looks way too fake and, like, bright blue eyeshadow and hot yeah. pink cheeks, like, yeah. full-on 80s style, like uh, Mimi from Drew Carey oh show. God, yeah. Like, that's just yeah. immediately what I pictured with this woman. And I just, I don't know, I very much like that. That's really funny. So the first thing I wrote and I accident, so I, I've never bookmarked anything on my Kindle. So I did it incorrectly. So <laughs> I can't find this, but I said the first, here's my first note. And this is going to be, sound like what the fuck. And I'm hoping you know what I'm talking about. So I said, first bookmark imagery about the smudges. And I don't know what that is. It's very early on in the book, but I have no fucking clue what it is. I don't know. And now I'm pissed off because I want to know what the imagery was. Anyway, I'm going to try to find that. And maybe we'll come back to that like <laughs> in our preamble next time, but whatever. Um, so the next imagery thing that she said that I flagged. So once they get going and they're on this bus that picks them all up in the randomest place and people are getting dropped off and just they're hungry. They're in the heat. I just pictured the desert again. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it actually said desert, but just they all signed up for this competition so they can win. I think at $50,000. Is that what it is? The prize? 50000 Yep. Okay. Um, and they get taken to this town eventually, and the the woman in charge, Linda, is just kind of la 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 la. They were so, oh yep, yeah, we're so sorry we left you here. Let's keep going. Oh yeah, we're gonna stop at this diner. Like nothing's wrong. I'm sorry if you're uncomfortable, but we're t- this is just what we do. And they stop at this diner, and the 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 one man that's working. A man with thick forearms is on page 25. A man with thick forearms, fuzzy with dark gray hair that's missing from his head, comes out from the kitchen wiping his hands on a greasy apron. And I I just, I could totally picture this bald guy with really thick, hairy arms. And I was just creeped out because you shouldn't have hair anywhere near food in a restaurant. (laughs) And I was like, bleh, bleh. Yeah, so that's certain, like, imagery. You're just like, now, thank you. Yeah. Um, 
that was kind of funny. Like that just kind of really reminded me. Like I, I love the way this is framed as like a reality competition. Absolutely. But like because we both really enjoy reality yes, competitions. Correct. And and especially Survivor, Survivor which yep. is very like you know similar mm-hmm. to this kind of thing. Other other than the fact that you're not getting voted out, you're being found. Yes. Um, and I just use quotation marks with my fingers <laughs> in the air. In the air. Air quotes. Um. By the way, really quickly, I realized you can do a search for and words. I looked, and you I found looked up it. smudge, and I'm gonna like in a second. I'm gonna be like, we let's can... take a pause so okay. I can. But um, I just want to go back to that really quickly. Um, yes, I do. I love that. I love that there's the the talk of the cash prize because it kind of gets you invested in this thing. And like as a person who likes, I feel like most people, if they sat down, they would actually really enjoy reality show competitions. Yeah, because it's like. Who the fuck wouldn't want to do this kind of thing to right. win a, it's, a, a it's, ridiculous it's amount of money? It's fun games that are hard. It's not necessarily yes. the easiest thing you're ever going to do. But if you're good yes. at it, you can get farther. Yes. But it became very ominous to me very quickly realizing that these people don't... Re- the people that they chose, the 14 people that they chose obviously very clearly do not have connections in the outside world yep they're trying to make those connections by being on this tv show um again you with the quotation marks (laughs) and there's not any of them are well off so they are all desperate for the money on top of that it's not even just uh oh yeah that i can use that to boost my whatever it's use it to boost literally anything some of them are some of them are using it to boost themselves like they want to be influencers or they want to be actresses and some of them like mac are using it to just they need money get a house they need yeah, money or not a house, um but yeah can't i really can't wait to talk about max like backstory but give me a pause really quick i'm sorry all right go ahead okay wow i really didn't realize that the kindle could do that and i'm fucking loving that really quickly um so i just did a quick search of the word smudge and um, I found the imagery that I wanted to talk about. Um, so this is very early on, like a first chapter. And it's actually really where Katie was just reading as well. <laughs> um, it's uh, OK. She takes the sheet of paper. The woman slides across the desk. It's thick. It feels expensive. Mac is suddenly aware of her hands, her bitten fingernails, her shiny burned palms, her ragged cuticles. If she sets down the paper, will she leave a smudge? It's hard to be embarrassed at this point in her life. But the idea wriggles beneath her skin. Like. We like immediately are learning about who this girl is like you know that she um she had at this point you already know that she has no one that she can rely on um obviously we know that she is homeless because um we're obviously in a home yeah and like it just makes me kind of like that just i think it stuck with me just in this sense like this poor girl who like thinks that she's so dirty that touching a piece of paper is going to leave this mark of her on it. Yep. Um, and I, I thought that like, that was what I thought the imagery was kind of neat. And, um, and then it, it basically in the same paragraph that Katie read, um, she says, Mac drops the letter. There are no fingerprints, but the words have left smudges across her mind, which I like better yes. than yes. her leaving smudges on the paper. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So I thought that was cool, and thank you for um, um, taking Hitting the pause off. for a quick second. I appreciate all it. It is all, um, all right. Yeah. So that was that. So I, first of all, love the cover of this book and the fact yeah. that it is creepy just as this, fuck. Yes, it, mm-hmm. and it reminds me of um, the 
the scary stories to tell in the dark. The one cover, oh the one cover has this spidery, rooty looking thing on the mm-hmm. front of it, and th- that is triggered in my mind as soon as I saw this. Um, for whatever reason, I was kind of pissed off <laughs> when we realized that it's. Well, I like the fact. Hmm, I like the fact that people are dying. That's not how I wanted to say it, but I like that it's a suspenseful and there's murder involved because yes. that's typically what we like to read. Um, well, and you don't even know that until I mean, for a little bit. I kind of assumed you, you it assumed just it? looking at the cover. Right, there was an assumption involved, but reading the flap, the people are still thinking this is a hide and seek game. And they're just getting yoinked out of the and game they're when just they're getting, getting found. Exactly. Yeah. So, right. okay, so two people every day are going to be found. And after two people have been found, then the game then is over. Then they can come out. Yes. But we're not really going to come out because right. you can't come out until the light is up or whatever. Right. Anyways, um, when it turns out that it is like a science fiction-y, monster-y, undescribable thing... That could be a dog, but it's not a dog because it walks on two feet, yeah. and then it's got claws, and it's making this sound, and like I was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, meh. <laughs> I don't really want it to be that kind of a thing. You like you're you and I are very similar in the sense that I don't mind sometimes reading about supernatural things, but like. I'm always much more like I love like the human condition part of it. Yeah. Like I thought it would be much cooler in my sense when I first was reading it. I literally thought people were hunting them. Yes. People exactly. were looking for them and killing them at, and whatever. Then it turns out that this it's this very elaborate thing that they're bringing these people into from their bloodline to sacrifice. sacrifice to keep them in in their like money and their wealth and their power. Yes, the town and is totally well off in the random place that it is of yes. nowhere. It's like a small little Pleasantville perfect town. Yes. With just did a it drive dead you nuts that you had no park. idea what state that they were in? Of course it did. It drove me absolutely insane. Like they drove them around for hours upon hours mm-hmm. upon hours. I'm guessing they just probably drove in circles all over mm-hmm. the place so they didn't get any kind of sense of direction. After they drugged After them. After they drugged them. And, and I wrote a note. I was like, were they drugged on the bus? Ava thinks so. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Ava? Ava is... Um, oh, well, one a- of the girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant, like, somebody that you were talking no, to no, about no. it. Yeah. There are two Duh. Avas. But I that was, like, immediately I was like... This sounds like they were drugged, so I'm going to write that down. And then almost right, like, right after, uh, like, were we drugged? Yeah. I'm thinking we were drugged. Yeah. No, they definitely were drugged. Yeah. Because they yeah. all passed They all out. fell asleep at However, the at the same time, they were all stranded on the side starving they got fed and then you're on a bus and i right, i would fall right. asleep after eight hours of starving and then right. getting fed and then go, you know but like i think but ava the she is um a vet a vet with and PTSD she was and yes just, and she's like i don't i would I, uh, not have fallen asleep absolutely yeah. not and she's immediately like yeah we were drugged yeah. by the water that they yeah. gave them um which, as soon as you realize that, you're like, well, this is real ominous. Uh, like, they yeah. don't drug you for a reality yeah. TV show. I'm sorry. I mean, they could if you were taking you someplace where it's meant to be, like, a super secret hideaway kind of place. But I don't think that they could do that in real life, is all I'm saying. Like, uh, unless you agree. I think they could. <laughs> unless you agree. I mean, you'd have to sign a waiver and say that. I mean, I doubt that they signed a waiver that said, yes, please drug me, because you know what I mean? Right. I mean, I guess it could. Th- again, these are all people who don't have real connections in the world. So, like, so maybe it could have been in the in, in the, the fine print. The and they're just print like, yeah, they don't care. Take the chances. All they're worried about is yep. the fifty thousand dollars. That's it. So, yeah. 
Um, okay, so somewhere in approximately the middle, mm -hmm. I have it as page 110, um, the one guy, and I don't remember his name, that finds the notebook first. So that that's Christian. I think that's Christian. Yeah, that writer I think so. guy, right? So Linda at some point says there's also an added bonus if you find a book yes. and if you find this notebook, leather, leather, leather bound notebook, notebook or journal whatever. type thing, whatever. Yeah. And it's kind of plays on Mac's mind as to whether she should give up her hiding spot to go look for things for this book. Um, and then Christian ends up finding it. I think, is it in the Tunnel of Love, too? I think so, yeah. 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 So then it starts going through all these journal entries that go back to starting with uh, July 5th, 1925, Eric's birthday. <laughs> Not the year. <laughs> no. No. Nope. Just July 5th. Just July 5th. And I was reading all of these, and I definitely was reading it at camp and had had not an excessive amount of alcohol because I wanted to pay attention to the book because I feel like I need to pay attention to the book, especially our podcast books. And I, <laughs> this is my note on the side of the page. WTF is this? <laughs> like, what the fuck am I reading? Like, yeah. what is going yeah. on? I found myself very um, uninterested in that part of the book. Yes, because very, I like, was, I, it was hard to connect how that related yes. to what the fuck was happening. I mean, it related, obvi obviously, once you it read does. the whole thing, it relates to why it started and who started it and whatever. But again, it's never really told where this monster how came long from. It's how long been it's been there. Like, why? So they built the amusement park over to, to, to keep it there. Yeah, that was one of, like, in the 60s, 50s or 60s, somebody's, Linda's ancestor's idea yes. to build this build this park so that yeah. people would wander in and get lost and then be sacri un right. unknowing sacrifices yeah. to this beast. I actually think it was Linda's idea to create the amusement park. Was like, it? Yeah, because she's, it, she's it old. Mom. It might have been her mom. It might have been her mom. I think it was her mom. Um... Yeah, you might be right about that, but Linda was very close to Or her to dad, it. whatever. I'm sure. I think it was her mom and her that, like, Linda was the one who's... Linda's had control of this for a very long time. Yeah. And that's, okay. Yeah. Um, and the reason why they had to shut down the amusement park is because a little girl gets killed. Unknowingly, yeah. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, what were you fucking thinking? Like, I, again. Go figure. Yeah, again. Um, so I just want to give, uh, you know, a little... A little quote here that I that I um, saw. So this is when they're in they're in that restaurant, the restaurant with a guy. The guy was a fucking twat, basically. He was in on it. He's part of he, the family. He's part of the family. He's part of the one of the families. And that was another like foreshadowing thing. Like all these people have similar last names. Yeah. Oh, oh I have, do you know this guy? Yeah, yeah. I have an uncle, uncle that's, yeah, my that's dad that, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or and then at one point somebody's hiding and they see the name like Stanford or something yep. like that. And they're like, oh gee, that's my mom's maiden name or yeah, whatever. I think that was Mac. So then I was just like, hmm, this is interesting. Hmm. Like, okay, like something is going on here. They're clearly picking family members or like distant relatives or whatever. So anyway. They're in the restaurant. And um, so Ava, vet Ava, is um, kind of am kind of ambiguous looking. She's got a shaved head. She is a, oh, she I know is exactly a, what you're going to read. Yeah. Yes. So 
she says, uh, so basically he's going on and on. Basically, I don't know what you are. Are you a man or a woman? Whatever. And she says, maybe people don't owe you their gender. Gender, Ava says, slinging herself into the chair next to Mac. Oh, God, save me from lesbians with opinions. Did you ever think you just needed to find the right man? Gary's smile is both predatory and aggressive. You know, back in my day, we didn't decide we didn't need gender or marriage or procreation. We accepted how God made us without forcing our opinions on everyone around us. We also got jobs and worked honest days and moved out of our parents' house houses before we were 40. Like, reading that made me fucking see yeah. red. Yes, but then read the next paragraph with okay. her response, because her response, yes. I was like, fuck yes! yes. So I love she, you! And, and this is exactly like how you and I would feel about yep. this. Cool story, man, Ava says. Tell me about how you walked uphill to school both ways 20 miles in the snow and how going to school didn't put you in six-figure debt and how your first house cost less than a car. And then I'll tell you a story about how your generation fucked mine over. Yep. So that was like, I don't think I've ever highlighted a quote on like a book before on a Kindle. And I was like immediately doing that one because it is insanely true. First of all, let's just go to the part where... Um, he says, we don't force our opinions on, on people. Uh, the fuck you do. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but like, yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. Like, I got nothing else to say there. It's, it's, I, the people who you say that. You are right there. Yes, exactly. And the people who say that, you're doing it as you're saying yep. it. So it, it's just very ick to me. It's very ick and it's very, um, like of the times even now, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Which is fucking disturbing and crazy. But um, yeah, like you're absolutely right. Her response to him is right. School now is putting people in six-figure debt if they want to go and do what they want to do. Yeah, you have to take out several fucking loans to even be able to purchase a house, buy a car, like whatever you want to do. And then it's all, all, every time you see these stories millennials are killing the housing market millennials are are doing this and it's like dude like you got us here yes you got us it's here. not our fault that we can't move out of our parents house perhaps <laughs> if corporations and other people and everything wasn't so selfish and yes. greedy and perhaps if school was affordable and you know so free oddly enough this happens to be having this discussion right after biden has given uh, student debt relief. Yes. $10,000. Which is a huge issue to a lot of people. It is. And having a conversation with somebody and trying to explain to them, you're right. You're not benefiting from this. However, you benefited from this one or somebody else benefits from this one or right. not everybody benefits from every program right. ever. Yes. Like it's just part of the way it is. Yes. It's the way it works. And we don't create mass mm-hmm. programs. How many people got free childcare credit for whenever the when the COVID stimulus stuff was happening? Yep. And that because they had children, that was their own decision. So it just I have <sighs> like in my opinion, how selfish do you have to be in order to say, um, I paid for all my loans. I paid for all my loans. Everybody else should have to pay that back theirs too. In, in some ways, yes, of course. Like, you know, like we live in a system where people take out loans and the hope mm-hmm. is that they are able to pay those loans back. Right. But the system has has failed us. Yeah. It's failed us. I am a person who I have I, I have been out of school for 16 years at this point, still paying back my college loans because 
I had to take out a ridiculous amount of loans to go to the school I wanted, which was a state school. Which is, yeah. Which shouldn't even be an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, in order to do the things I wanted to do to get a degree, which I was told I needed. um, Right. And now, am I even doing anything with my degree? No. No. Not at all. But I'm still paying back those loans 16 years later. And... Um, at this point, I don't even know if it's, I, John seems to think that it's, um, single person. If it, that person makes less than $125,000, which I do. So I think $10,000 of my loan is going to get forgiven, that's which awesome. at this point, I'm like, that's cool. I'm happy about it. I could pay for it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> but like other people can't. And that's the point. Right. You know? Right. I think of, uh, my biggest issue with it is, is that even remotely enough to cover most it's people's? It's not. It's not. It's not. Which is sad. Like, I yes. might have been done for a while. Somehow we paid them off a while ago. And it, it, I remember the day that Luke said it was our, my last college payment. And it was like, <sighs> yeah. But. I can't imagine that it's really going to touch most people's and and it's it doesn't even I don't I, I don't bleh, bleh. <laughs> we're like we get into the weeds in this situation yeah. but like um our listeners do come here for this kind of sure chat, Katie um <laughs> anyway go back to the book if you want <laughs> anyways yes um so my next note really just says uh, well, let me see if I can find the quote real quick. If it's even... I, I probably just flagged the page. Okay. Uh, uh, um, I don't know where they are. It's on page 128. Okay. The grand makes a clicking noise with his tongue. It carries well into the night. Good night, Ava. So they're looking for weapons. Good enough. Oh, I think this is after... I think this is right before the two Avas get killed. Those were my air quotes. Gotcha. Um, anything sharp can function as a knife. Chunks of concrete we can hold easily in our hands. Metal bars. Professor Plum in the tunnel of love with a lead pipe. Mac whispers. A memory drowned with the gurgling of lungs trying to breathe while choking on their own blood arrives. Fully formed in Mac's mind as though it were waiting to be invited. Which goes right into her mother and her family's murder. Which we can absolutely do because there's another part up here that says at least Mac got to be her favorite piece this time. Miss Scarlet. Even though the pieces are featureless, uniform, plastic, Miss Scarlet is the most beautiful in the box. So she and her sister always fight over it. First off, Miss Scarlet is the fucking shit in the game of Clue. She was always my favorite. She absolutely. was always the one I wanted to she, be. Everybody. Yes, yes. Can I just like, before we go into that, I actually like my next bookmark thing was another Chunk foreshadowing about her Okay, so yes, the one thing I wanted to say is I happen to have read that shortly after playing the game of Clue at camp with my kids, which I always say no when Adam says you want to play Clue because I've usually been drinking and can't remember shit and can't play it well. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to play Clue. (laughs) And I finally said, yeah, I'll play Clue. And then I go to read the book and it's fucking Clue in the book. Because again, that's one of my three months of irony coincidence things yeah so anyways go ahead and read your part (laughs) so um the whole obviously from the start of this book we're trying to understand who mac is and where why she's gotten to where she is she makes a couple mentions of her family um 
but it's very like surface stuff. Like it's clear that her family is not around anymore, but yep. we're not sure why. We don't know. Um, so there's one part in the book. It's pretty, it's it's still pretty early on, like very early on. It's um, I think maybe the second day that they're hiding because it's the day that she takes Ava with her, the um the Ava that she's yep. uh, clearly falling in love with. Um so uh she says Mac uh, this says Mac flinches, pushing her shoulder against her ear, the sound of footsteps, the sound of a knife being dragged against wood, the sound of her sister's gasps, wet and burbling. <laughs> I was gonna try oh, to drag God. in it. I, I was like, what was that? <laughs> Mac shouldn't have told Ava she'd have her back if the worst happens. Mac already knows that she won't. So you're getting like a little bit of a glimpse into like what her backstory is. And I keep like, I keep writing about it. Like what is Mac's backstory? Why is she so, why does she have such an aversion to scented things? Like she keeps mentioning, I only want scented, like unscented lotions. Like what, what is that about? So I thought that the unscented lotions and the spa stuff, I feel like she knew that the sense would give her away from hiding. And and but again, Why? she's hiding from her father right. in this right. Yeah. So and like she was she turns out to be like that story. Let's just let's just fucking go into it. Heartbreaking. So Jared the asshole recognizes Max's name and finally um, figures out finally figures out who she is it's a story that everybody ha- knows because it's a it's a very public and international story about this guy who a guy who went crazy and killed his entire family and she was the lone survivor she was the final girl if you will yeah i love the final girl yeah um and the horrifying thing is that it's kind of like a hide and seek game her sister and her always played a hide and seek game and her younger sister could never be found because she had the perfect hiding spot. And she tells Mac about that hiding spot. And the night that her father comes home and decides to kill everybody, Mac takes that hiding, hiding spot. And it's only big enough for one person. And Ma- Maddie, I think her sister's mm-hmm. name was, is they're in a pan. I think it's a pantry, right? And it's like she's it's, kind of above. I understood it. I, I had a hard time. I could, Whatever words she used to describe it, I was visualizing like... A thick door frame, and she was like up in the door okay. frame. That's, okay. but I don't. That could be the, way wrong. The door frame to a pantry, yes. but yes, yes. And the the like just heart shattering thing is that Maddie recognizes that she's up there, and she says, "Please, please help me up. Please help me up." And she can't because nobody can bear. Nobody. There's can, only room. There's for only one. room for one. She's also a young little girl, and she can't. She's scared. You know, they're both terrified. And she witnesses her father grab her younger sister and murder her. Yep. And um, for hours, she stays up in that spot. Hidden while her dad's looking for yes. her. And they, the father finally kills himself. The cops come. He, he doesn't kill himself. I thought he... So throat. he does kill himself, but the it's because his the, the mom had crawled out on the porch and somebody finally noticed the mom on the porch yes. called the cops. So he doesn't kill himself until the cops show right, up. Right, right. Yeah. And so she's been hiding for hours. The cops... It takes... And again, even more hours because it takes... I think what I read was the cops have to coax her like for two hours to come out mm-hmm. and down from her hiding spot. And she finally does because she's not sure that she's safe, obviously. Yeah. So, like, hearing that story was like very much like, obviously, if I know you, it clicked in your brain immediately. Like, of my wow, kids. Yeah. This is, this is terrifying. Terrifying. Yep. terrifying. Yeah. And like, I can't imagine being in that kind of position. And to think that, like, 
it's not like this is something that's never happened before. Oh, absolutely. You know this has happened. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's it's just so horrifying. Mm-hmm. And like now you're understanding why Mac is the way that she is, why she's so averse to like letting people in, why she's so good at hiding. Why she knows she's going to be so good at hiding. Yes, exactly. Also, I love the visualization of her hiding on top of the the duck game mm-hmm. at the beginning her first hiding spot and she's like in the shallow yeah. spot yeah. of the of the roof. Yeah. And her, like, love of unscented things is is obviously a really good thing for this specific thing because the monster is blind, can't see. Which you don't know until almost the end. You don't know that he's going by by scent. But her dad was also abusive multiple times. It's not like this. he went crazy and killed his family. It was totally unheard of. He He was abusive. Um, It doesn't really mention... Fucking asshole in Disneyland. Doesn't really mention why he snaps that one day i don't think wasn't it a holiday and all of the family was there holidays are stressful yeah nobody wants to be with all those people (laughs) don't talk so let's just kill my whole entire family um so the next quote that i have um which was this was my first glimpse that it was more of an underlying theme going on in the book and on page 159 Unlike Christian, Brandon immediately recognizes the hum of the electrified fence and holds up a hand. They stumble to a stop as the first shot hits the tree next to Mac, flinging shards of bark and refreshingly forest-scented shrapnel. Mac ducks, then rolls behind the nearest tree. Brandon stands there, staring shocked. So at this point, they know that people are hunting them and the guard towers are shooting at them And they're manned, yes. Yeah. He knows there's violence here. He can't deny it. But it's one thing to see a monster and another to be shot at by a human. Thirteen years of active shooter drills in school, and all he can think is there's no door to shut, no desk to hide behind, no teacher to put herself between him and a bullet. And I think I almost cried at that point because 13 years of active shooter drills because we've hit that point in our society where all of our kids and everybody goes through this every year and how to do this. But then you take him out of school and put somebody with a gun in front of them and how do they are, are they going to know how to react should they know how to react and why should they have to know how to react exactly agreed a thousand percent and something that always terrifies me like when when we're talking about this i mean we both have school-aged children and like whenever they have a they have an active shooter drill they send a note home yep and um to me, I think they're, I personally think they're doing more damage than, more harm than good. Um, and what scares me the most is every time somebody, like, we're doing this, like, you're also teaching the people who someday might grow up to, to be, the, be the shooter what to do or where people are hiding and, like, Absolutely. what's going on. Absolutely. And, like, that's a terrifying thought to have. Yes. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe, just maybe... <laughs> By the time we could find something else to do about this problem, I, I mean, it's like, not like there's anything that you could possibly control in this whole situation, yeah, other yeah. than teaching kids how to find their classmates when they want yeah, to kill them. Yeah, um, it's another side note to that is like it. It hurts me to have to read that we have to do this, and, yes. and our kids have to learn how to do this. But the other flip side of that is, you can talk to your kids about it, and it's not phasing them. 
that they have to do this because it's all they know. It's all they know. know. Yes. Yeah. And it's sad. Really, really sad. It is very sad. It's it's just like, oh, yeah, we had an active shooter drill at school today. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? No, not really. It's the same as... Same as last year. Same, Same as last kids. year. And it's just, it, it's par for the course for them. And, and it it's, just. It's heartbreaking. It it's is. Heartbreaking because, hey, like, we didn't do this stuff when we were kids. No. Um, I mean, Columbine, for me, was, like, the first major one. Mm-hmm. And that was, I was a freshman in, in high school. I was a senior. So, like, that stuff didn't really come into play until well after all mm-hmm. of that. Because it wasn't as frequent, you right. know. Um, but now they seem to happen once a month and um or more maybe and you just don't hear about it because not like 20 kids are dying at one time it's just a couple or one or like you know 50 yeah yeah um but uh yeah it's just it's heartbreaking heartbreaking and and shocking to me that like there's uh we we as a society have decided there's no other there's no other solution to it it's just like this is this is normal life this is what we do this is what we do Okay. We'll just we'll just teach the kids how to deal with it instead of Maybe taking to, care of it. Ask them to lock the doors in the school instead. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, there's that. <laughs> um, speaking of backstories, I also um, was interested in Legrand and his backstory. He was the quiet guy, right? He was the quiet guy, and I was like, at one point, I was like, holy shit. This guy's in a cult. Yep. This guy's in a cult. You're in a cult. Call You're your dad. You're in a cult. Call your dad. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I, I kind of, I kind of love that. And to find out that not only was he in a cult, but the cult leader is part of this. Like he's one of the one of the main guys. Yeah, he is a direct descendant. Yes. Yes. So that was that was kind of crazy and interesting. But um, what what am I looking at here? Hang on. <laughs> Oh, I wrote another cryptic note. I was like, yeah, one of my notes says Legrand was definitely from a cult. <laughs> For sure. And then obviously it's it's proven that he is from a cult. My drink is gone. Mine um, is too. Do you want to go get a refill? Yeah, I think we might need to do that. It's Friday. We should do that. We should do that. Yeah. Refill. We'll be back. Okay, we're back. We're back with beers instead of cocktails yeah, because... We're going to try to do something fancy after this <laughs> and have another cocktail, and I don't need three. Yes, exactly. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. I don't either. I'm, try- I'm trying to get up and run tomorrow. So. I am not trying to get up and run tomorrow, but I'm also trying to get home. Yeah, that is true. You have to drive home, and it's yeah. like 15 miles. So um, so my next note is about, um, it really just says Brandon slash Jaden deaths. Uh, the, whole, the whole concept of that scene where... So both Avas have supposedly been sacrificed to the monster or eaten by the monster yes. or, or however you want to say it. And um, Brandon somehow manages to find the strength in him, which he has not had this entire book. He's been very soft, for lack of a better term, um, to climb the chain of the swings. I said Ferris wheel, but I meant swings uh, to get to where Jaden is hiding. And Jared. then It's Jared, isn't it? I don't know. I wrote down fucking Jaden. Is it Jared? Maybe it's not Jaden. I don't know. Maybe it's... <laughs> again, it's been like a long time since I've read it. So like... I mean... It could very possibly be Jaden. It's, it's Jaden. Wow. Okay. So I was wrong. <laughs> All right. Anyways. 
You killed them, Brandon repeats, not opening his eyes. There's a monster out there, and you got both Avis killed. Don't be a jackass, Jaden scoffs. Did that bitch put you up to this? Listen, it's only a game, and if they got out, then... Brandon grabs Jaden's ankle. The other man is yanked off balance in his crouch, and as he teeters, Brandon rolls, using Jaden's momentum to launch him, launch him off the side of the platform. One... Brandon calls it down to his friends. So part of the whole monster sacrifice thing is that there needs to be two people every day. Every day. And they have come to realize that it's not two people getting out of the game every day. It is two people being killed by the monster. So Brandon is counting Jaden's death as a sacrifice to the monster. There's his first body. Two people get out a day. Blah, blah, I just told her all of that. Blah, 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 blah. Brayden stands up, taking a deep breath. He steps to the edge and looks down. Mac and Legrand are waving and shouting. He waves back down, then takes one last look down, one last long look at the perfect blue of the sky. Two, he says loud enough for them to hear. He steps off the platform. So he ends up killing himself. Yes. As his own sacrifice to these people that he now considers friends yes. and and as the first thing that he's really ever stood up for and done in his life and it hurt me to read that mm-hmm. at the same time a small part of me was like will he eat them if they're dead and no he the will not no. <laughs> so like his sacrifice was moot Yes. It didn't even matter. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. And, like, that kind of ties into the whole... Yep. The whole thing. The like, whole we can do... Sacrifice. Yes. Like, the, the young people can do whatever, and it doesn't matter because... Um, You're not getting out alive. No. No. Um, I hate... I just... I hated that scene so much because it was so nice to see them finally, like making connections with people because again these working they don't have connections with people like the the point of this was like they're they're loners they don't have people to worry about them back home really so like to have people now and like right beforehand i'm saying like a lot like i I feel like i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry about that like this is happening but um he right before that says to legrand you can come live with me yeah, come live I got with me. a house. I have a house. I, I mean, live by myself. Yep. Come live with me. And then he goes back and he tells Ava and Mac, come live with me. Legrand has said, Legrand said, yes. It's not Ava. Yes, oh, wait. Yes, okay. It yes, it's before Ava Before left, Ava dies. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, and it, that was just so sweet to me. Like, yes. so sweet. Like, he's trying to make this connection and trying to, let's be a family. Let's get out of here together if we can. And, um, Basically, not directly after that, but pretty soon after that, Ava and Legrand and Mac escape um, because Ava has killed Ava, who they thought was dead. So it, in they it, they thought both Avas had been killed, and that was the two for the monster for that day. Yes. And then Brandon and Jaden's deaths would be the two for the next day. Yeah, um, which I think is day six. If I yeah, I think so. Figure that out right real fast hard math seven yeah anyways (laughs) um i felt terrible for mac at this point because she lost ava in theory she lost ava after just after finally opening herself up to and connecting softening herself to this person yeah and then she's got legrand and brandon with her and then brandon does this and that's just one more loss that she's experiencing and it it, it was really 
sad for me at that yes. point. Um, come to find out that Ava is not actually dead. Ava's and... gone fucking full on G.I. Jane. And like... I pictured her as G.I. Jane yeah. the entire same. time. Same. Same. Oh, Demi Moore. All the way. But she like climbs the tower, gets around... Like she somehow gets out of the electric fence, climbs the tower, and kills the guy who's handling that specific tower goes back in and finds them and tells them, hey, I know I'm a way to get here. out. I'm still Let's here. Go. Let's go. They get out, find Linda's house. Linda, who just so happens to be Mac's father's mother. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they realize that she realizes that because she she sees her last, or his her father's last name or some shit like that. And on the journal that's hidden inside the china cabinet, yes. underneath a doily with their name on it. Yes. And it's just, yes. I just picture a, such this old lady house with well, all these tchotchkes and all funny? these doilies. Yes. And it's like. The, Absolutely. Uh, and that was, that was part of, again, that just, again, that brings you back to the whole dedication thing because you're standing in this house that is so out of date, wood paneling bullshit, mm-hmm. uh, fucking like hummels on the fucking yeah. wall, you know? There like, were hummels yes, for sure. Yes. Absolutely. There were hummels. So like. It's just, and, and even, even like the thought of having photo albums, like I don't really, you know, people our age don't typically have photo albums anymore. Maybe not even our age, like younger people don't have photo albums. Everything is on your phone. You Mm -hmm. don't need to have a physical photo album. So like that stuff is just creating this stark line between this generation and the next generation. Um, And, you know, they have that full, full on reveal with her where they have her held hostage and they're like... Oh, so how many people died today? How many people did it eat today yeah. alive? And it was only one at that point, correct? Or something? Or it was the other Ava. Yes. And yeah. then no Jaden. They saw yes. they saw it eat Jaden because Jaden actually didn't die. So So they're worried about the next day. They're no, that there's yes. nobody there. They think that alive. only they think that Brandon is the only one. And right. at that point they realize Linda tells them he won't eat the dead already. Yes. We tried yeah. that. We tried that. Yeah. So let's discuss the idea that the whole underlying concept. Let's discuss that dedication one more time. Um, Shall I read it again? Yes. One more time, please. I said please to myself. (laughs) To the youngest generations we've tasked with saving us all. You shouldn't have to. I'm so sorry. Because it's fucked. (laughs) Yes. Everything is fucked. Yes. And like, I I just, I kind of. I went immediately when I realized it, I flipped to the back page and I looked at the author picture and I was like, I want to meet you, Kirsten White. I want to know you. I want to sit and have a beer with you or a cocktail or a sacrifice. We can have a sacrifice cocktail. We can have a sacrifice cocktail. I think that I would just love to talk to her. Yeah. It was cool to read it in that sense. Again, with mine, the way I read it, I read the dedication last. Mm-hmm. So seeing it afterwards, after I had finished this book where um, this awful shit was happening to these young people and then reading that, it was like, wow, I really didn't realize that's what she was getting at until this moment. Until right at the end. So, I took. I was just reading a horror story. Exactly. With a monster. Yes. That wasn't really killing people. Or wasn't a person killing people, yes. but it is. It's yeah. all these people in this family, in this lineage 
that are sacrificing. Oh, we'll just go to the guy with the cult because he just keeps giving us offspring to kill that are. And then, oh, that was the whole other thing. Legrand's sister. Yeah. We didn't even talk about her. Yeah. I love that he was going to go back to save save her. her. And he was trying to. Yeah. Yeah. So the next two quotes that I have flagged, I only wrote down the page numbers. And right before we started again, I looked them up and they both have to do with this. So the one on page 228 They came here, desperate, lured by the promise of finally winning something, set up to be devoured so people who already had everything would continue having exactly what they already had, what they could have had anyway, what they felt was their due, what they were willing to let 14 hopeful souls pay for. It just... ah. Yep. Yep. Incredible quote. Yep. Incredible quote. And one on the last page, 236, Mac looks back at the maze that housed a monster that fed on youth and hope and stalled dreams that ground up vulnerable people so the ones in power could keep their power, could keep their safety, could keep everything. And that's where we fucking live. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Like, she has such a, like, a good grasp on, like, how the thing, the way things are. Yeah. And um, the fact that it needs to be changed and fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm sick of, I'm sick to death of listening to people of a certain age talk about the way things used to be and the way they should be and blah, blah, blah. We live in a progressive country. We live in a country where people... You would think we live in a progressive country. We, the thing is, we do live in a progressive country, but there's so many... The way that the system is built is to keep it not progressive. Like, there are plenty of progressive people. Yes. All sorts of things progress. But, yes. But the mindset and the political stances and the old school ideologies don't change. Mm -hmm. And I... This is a common theme both in society and then where I work, it's... fucking identical yeah we can't change shit because that's the way it's always been right exactly we use i've said before we use a black screen like i have a mainframe system that is a black screen screen (laughs) we use that every day it's a lot of shit that we use yeah yeah we can't get away from it and getting to the point in time where to try to even get the change it's it can go up and it can go up and go up and then it hits that certain level and it's the same generation of people the same that response are just, that you always get. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. We'll think about it. We'll see in the six future. weeks, six yeah. months, six years later. Yeah. Still hasn't fucking changed. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have the acknowledgments um and the Kindle version? So I think I did and I and I don't know that I took any notes on them, but um I rem- I vaguely remember. Um okay. So the I just real quick, the beginning and the end, there's Uh, obviously a bunch of other stuff in the middle. The first part is when my oldest child was in eighth grade, the yearbook did a feature on her special faux stained glass classroom window art. The purpose to prevent active shooters from being able to see inside. Yeah. From age five, American children have to practice hiding from bullets and to protect themselves. We let them have art in a game of gun, paper, scissors, which wins. Mm hmm. Yeah. The, oh, God, paper, scissors, which wins. I do. I absolutely uh, remember reading that and just. Unless I, I you can paper cut the trigger finger, the gun's going to win. Right, exactly. So the last sentence, finally, and this, I stopped. I didn't even read the about the author because I stopped. I, I, oh. Finally, to everyone who still insists they pull themselves up by their own bootstraps, for fuck's sake, 
look, look up, it up the origin of the saying. Did yes. you look it up? No, I didn't. I already am pretty you know well it? versed in it. Yeah. Okay. Like so, I did the origins of the phrase "pull yourself up by your bootstraps." The phrase pull yourself up by your bootstraps originated shortly before the turn of the 20th century. It's attributed to a late 1800s physics school book, physics school book that contained the example question, why cannot a man lift himself by pulling up on his bootstraps? So when it became a colloquial phrase referring to socioeconomic advancement shortly thereafter, it was meant to be sarcastic or to suggest that it was an impossible accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? And this me? is something that an entire generation has I built myself up. No, you the fuck you didn't. They, no, the is, fuck you didn't. They have built their entire being around this statement. And then their children have taken that and said, my parents pulled themselves. I should like, be able to as well. Yes. It's impossible. The so problem, you fucking can't. The problem is that like... um you say this, you, you say this thing that, yeah, you have turned it around to be something that it, it isn't. And also that, like, you're saying this thing, but the system isn't meant to work that way. No. It is meant to keep those boots on, on the ground and on, like, on yep. someone's neck to keep them down. Yep. And... So that literally, like, I love that because the statement means absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely nothing. But again, an entire generation has has worked their entire being around this statement and has put it onto their children and said, I pulled myself up by my bootstrap so you can do the same thing. And some of those children have been, have said, yes, this is what my parents did. I'm so proud of them. They did that. They pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. Look at me. I did it too. They don't understand what the meaning is they don't understand that the system isn't built for that it's built to keep people who have little down so the people who have a lot can, can rise stay, to the top can stay where they the are the whole point of the book correct yes fucking so, love this book it was great it was great love this book for i honestly liked it even more after having read that part yep. of it um as a review of the entire book, I enjoyed it just for what it was too. It was I love to read like fun horror books and like it was interesting. Um, I love an awesome backstory where someone like you're learning something about someone that uh, isn't clear in the first little right bit at the beginning. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I also enjoy little things like the fact that there's a map. There's a map of in it. The amazement park in the there's beginning. In yes. And also that there's like graffiti written on top mm -hmm. of it, which just every time they mentioned a ride, you didn't have it. But every time they mentioned a ride, I'd flip to the map and be like, where is it on the map? Yeah. Where is it going? So, Kindle versions do also have the maps, but okay. they're very like tiny and they're distorted. tiny or they're like one part is on one page and another part is on so another page it's really fucking it. it's yeah. really a pain in the ass to deal with like maps are much better when you have them in physical yeah. form yeah so i love um, just little gems like that i very much enjoy yes so we talked about this book for a while and um <laughs> hope you followed all of that uh we're gonna go to the epilogue yep. <laughs> um okay so katie on our next episode uh two weeks from whenever this episode comes out which is i think this monday, monday. Um, we are reading the read the reading list, and that's by Sarah Nisha Adams. Yes, I'm excited for this one. This is um, I think we had it on our list, and then I was 
I think I've mentioned the last time that I was talking to uh, Kate that sits next to me and yeah. she had mentioned that she really liked reading it and that we should put it on our list. And then she's like, oh, I just needed to scroll down farther on your Instagram picture and I see that it is on your list. Right. Um, I started reading this on the plane on the way home on Wednesday and I'm very excited to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I love books about books. I've said it before. I like books about books. I like books about libraries. Yep. I like books about bookstores. Yep, it too. just feeds into my obsession with books. Absolutely. And the first book that the reading list mentions is Time Traveler's Wife. And I was like, this is going to be perfect. It's going to be <laughs> great. I cannot wait for this at all. I always just love it when like a book just even mentions other books that I've read. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, cool. Like they're on the yeah. same page as I am. Yeah, like, the, main, yeah. The, the main guy is fully invested in Henry and Claire's story. Oh, and I'm I like, ah. I okay. love it. Okay, I'm interested. So I, I can't that's wait. all I'm going to say about it because that's not this episode and we're already really freaking long. Yes. And um, we'll I, have a good cocktail for that one somehow. Uh, we've got to come up with something good. We'll come up. You're, you're going to go back do. to it. We do. We do. I've, I've enjoyed every one of our cocktails so far except maybe the scotch. But that was just scotch. Yeah. Um. So at any rate, um, guys, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at to be read pod. And on TikTok in the very upcoming future. Yes, we're going to be making a TikTok uh, immediately after this. this, uh, We're we're done recording this episode. So find us on TikTok. Um, I don't have an app for that yet, but I will give it. It'll be something along the lines of to be read. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Hopefully nobody has already taken to be read pod, but... (laughs) That would be embarrassing. If they had, why have we not blown up yet? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so you'll be able to find us on TikTok soon. You can also email email us at to be at And uh, please rate, review, and subscribe um, on Apple or Spotify. If you're feeling frisky, you could subscribe, rate, and review, or subscribe, review, and rate, or review, yeah, subscribe, I don't know why. and it rate. Just, it really just sounds better saying rate, review, and subscribe. Like, yeah. I think it's always, I've always liked to say things in, like... Alphabetical order? Not alphabetical order. Though that is. Length. Length okay. order. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Like, they're yeah. just, like, you know what I mean? Like, it sounds mm-hmm. better when a shorter word is first, and then the longer word is that. <laughs> Whatever. I'm a little drunk. I'm not You definitely you. said lured. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, um, I think that's it for this week's episode, yeah. right, Katie? So please join us next time. When we make it to be read pile one book shorter. Yay! Bye, Woo! everybody. To Be Read is hosted by Sarah Westcott and Katie Willie. Produced, edited, and mixed by Chris Turo. Logo concept art by Rhiannon Kenfield. Graphic design by Steve Pius. Theme song, Read to Me, written and performed by Austin Maffa. Hello. Hi. That looks like our sound's gonna sound better.